Well, coming up next, Think Conversation. Why should the youth of South Africa vote in the 2024 elections? And I'm speaking to my guest, Kanye Burns uh, Ngamashi, uh, Programs Coordinator, Rivonia Circle. Kanye, good evening and welcome to the Chill Zone. Good evening. Um, thank you for having me. So talking about our youth voting, um, it's almost like, you know, when you have these conversations, people are very resigned. Why is it important that our youth must go to the polls? So the work we do at the Ravonia Circle is to go around the country and we go to different communities to really have conversations about people's perspective on the state of democracy in South Africa, because we really believe that nobody's a better expert of democracy than the people who live in it and experience it every day. So as a Vernia Circle, we found that democracy is a collaborative effort. It's a continuous effort, but by all the citizens really who live in South Africa, because South Africa does not belong to the president. South Africa does not belong to the government. South Africa does not belong to political parties, but it belongs to all of us. And so it's all our responsibility to do our part to make sure that we create the South Africa that we all deserve to live in. So I'll make an example of the 2021 elections. Mm -hmm. um, in 2021, 40 million South Africans were eligible to vote. And of that 40 million, 26 million registered. And even of that 26 million, only 12.5 South Africans showed up to vote, which means that 12.5 people chose the government for a population of 65 million. And I mean, us as the young people, we make up a third of the population of South Africa, um, which is about 65%. So we are the largest constituency. And despite this, we face various challenges um, as young people. I mean, youth unemployment is currently sitting at over 60%. And I think to the young people of South Africa, we ought to reach a point where we say enough is enough. And I think our first step then is showing up to the polls in 2024, because 2024 is the year where we determine who are the political parties that are going to govern us? We're going to determine our local wards. We're going to determine where and how our taxes are spent. And so 2024 is really a chance for young people to choose who truly represents us um, and our values. <laughs> and how do you intend to achieve this? Because, you know, the apathy is just on another level. Um, so I think there's a very false narrative going around in South Africa that the youth um, is apathetic. Um, young people are the heartbeat of this democracy. Um, I think as young people, we then need to organize. And historically, I think we've seen as a country what organizing has done for us. We've seen that organizing has the ability to change political systems as well as political institutions in South Africa and across the African continent as well. I mean, when we speak about South Africa, I think of the youth of 1976. I think of the 2015 um, Fees Must Fall movement. That demonstrated to us the kind of power that young people have. So if we have the power to change the political conversations in this country, I think we have the power to then influence the vote and influence the voting outcomes of 2024. It's, it's quite a very interesting phase because if we go back to 1994, I remember back then, I mean, 
people were so excited they were zealous to do this thing and now we've just reached a point where i don't know we we, we like kind of like slow and you, you're so right that i would like to believe the youth is very very keen and it is so important for them to 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 put you know to go to the polls because with 60 percent unemployment if, if we were to do a projection for the next uh, 20, 30 years, the youth today is going to be, you know, the 50-year-old, the 60-year-old in another 30, 40, 50, you know, 30, 40 years to come. And what could the landscape look like? Uh, and I would mm. like to, to open up the lines. Um, maybe you are young um, and you intend to go to the polls or you are feeling like, what's the point? Let's have these conversations. 086-000-2032. That's 086-000-2032. Or otherwise, you can send us a voice note on 0614104107. That's 0614104107. And let's try and figure out how then do we get to entice our youth and not only that or how do we get motivated enough to just go and do the right thing let's talk about it uh in the meantime i do have my guest that's uh, kanya and uh, of course talking about why should the youth of south africa vote in 2024 elections and the majority are youthful i mean if somebody's 60 chances are they thinking 60 70 i'm just tired of this whole process so the youth really can make a difference and can make um a serious mark let's just take a small break and we will be back you are listening to the chill zone with bertha jaruma and talking about our youth and we just don't want to talk about you as the youth let's have a conversation let's have a dialogue what is your view what's your opinion where are you sitting right now and um if for instance 2024 comes are you going to go to the polls will you go and vote and maybe you are in in that category where you are the youth and you've never gone to the polls what what has been your reason why do you don't why don't you feel the need to go and vote because you know what when you put that mark on whoever you believe can change your life that makes a huge difference but uh, we are having a conversation uh, with Kanya now from your work what is wh what could be what are the major factors that you've discovered are hindering our youth to go to the polls um, so what we found through our work at the Ravonia Circle is that the youth are organizing, but they are choosing to actively organize outside of political structures because it's the very same political structures that tend to sideline the youth. And so I would say that what would be useful for us in going to the 2024 elections is meeting young people where they are. Let's talk to the youth. Let's talk to young people. Find out what the issues are. We know what our problems are and we know what the solutions are. If we say that the youth is the heartbeat of our democracy and we are 65% of this country, I, as a young person, know the problems of young people. And therefore, as young people, we are capable of solving our own issues. Um, I truly believe that the future of South Africa and this world is going to be determined by how we use our years of youth to further the work of justice and change. And so I think over the past month, you know, just watching the sports and the Rugby World Cup recently, we need to then display our patriotism by making sure that our voices as young people are heard. Isn't that interesting when it comes to sports? We're very active. 
we are viciously active and we you know we we come out in numbers and voting is actually very very important because it determines whether you know the following year or the next five years your life will be the same or it will be different because whoever you put in power makes decisions on your behalf and that is so powerful and i don't think sometimes we grasp that is very very strong let's take a voice note you know, uh, Bertha, I think this conversation has a lot of trust issues uh, for me in particular because I am in my 30s and I have never voted before. I know it's shocking and it shouldn't even be that way. But who do I vote for? Because everyone is failing. Everyone, all our political parties are not, you know, upright. They're not doing what they need to do. So I just feel like sometimes what is the point? Because they're not doing anything right it's been years now and for me it's a matter of what is the point because whether i vote or not i don't think anything is changing um maybe my vote matters because it could change things but for me in my heart i'm just like it really doesn't change anything they're still gonna steal the money they're still gonna be corrupt they're still gonna be fighting each other instead of doing some things for south africa because south africa could be really great but they're not doing anything instead of they dissing each other they're fighting each other telling us how incompetent the other party is instead of actually doing something together as south africans for me it's just a useless endeavor i, I that's how i feel kanya what do what do you say about that um you know at the revenue circle when we talk about politics we say that firstly um politics is personal um in the sense that everything that happens in our daily lives is aligned to politics. So the price of bread is political. Um, the safety of women in South Africa is political. And so when we bring those issues closer to home, we then need to realize we have the power to act to change those things. So another way that we then define politics is to say that we all have the power to act. We all have the power to identify issues and we all have the power to change the issues. Um, I think it's there are a lot of political parties in South Africa right now, and there's a lot of noise, particularly because we are approaching the elections. But I would like to encourage South Africans to then figure out what your issues are and who best represents your issues. When I think about the 2024 elections, I think of it as a group project, right? Because how I vote will directly impact the next person's life and how the next person votes um, will impact my life as well. Yes, your vote is a secret, but how you choose to vote will then impact my life. And so I think it's very important for us as South Africans to have these conversations. Let's look at all our options. Let's talk about our options and then try to convince each other about who we're voting for and why we're voting for that person. I think part of actively participating in the democracy is us doing our own research and doing our own work. And I think to encourage the youth of South Africa, we cannot say that we have a leadership crisis in South Africa when we have a capable youth. We have graduates who are sitting at home who are more than capable of leading us. So part of also participating in government and participating in our democracy is putting our hands up to lead because there's nothing stopping us from taking our power back because at the end of the day, democracy is the will of the people governing and how people choose to govern themselves. So if we put ourselves in those decision-making spaces, we are then able to make uh, an impactful change.
Mm. Can I just ask something though, um, Makanya? From you know, uh, as as programs coordinator at Rivonia Circle, do you ever engage with the youth uh, youth leaders of the different parties to say, guys, maybe we ought to start a drive of sorts, to, so that you know what our youth are really well acquainted with, you know, the status quo of the country. Um, yes, so Rivonia Circle engages with people with all sorts of life. We mobilize in various communities across South Africa because as a political think tank, we want to change the way that politics are done in this country. We want to then create alternatives because we see that the current system that we have right now is not working for us. So the, democ the democracy that we got in 1994 may not be the democracy that we necessarily need in 2023. So part of the exercises that we do in our programs in at the Rivonia Circle is an exercise called South Africa 2.0. And how we explain that exercise is we make an analogy of a cell phone. We then say that you had the cell phone back in the day, the one where you had to, you know, when you had to like swing it to get to the numbers, to dial somebody's phone. And then over the years, we then um, evolved towards like your 3310s. So the, the idea of South Africa 2.0 is that South Africa is due for an upgrade. Yes, we agree that in 1994, we got an upgraded version of apartheid South Africa. But then 2024 is our chance to then upgrade democracy once again, because things are dynamic. Democracy is allowed to change. Systems are allowed to change. And putting your name on the ballot and putting your voice on the ballot is then your opportunity at upgrading South Africa and working towards the country that we all deserve. I've got Colin um, in Cape Town. Good evening, Colin. Welcome to the Chill Zone. Good evening, brother, and good evening to your guest. <laughs> you know, I've spoke to a lot of people, well, young people, middle-aged people and that. You know uh, why they don't vote? Most of, uh, lots of our youth don't vote. They reckon we've got too many political parties. Uh, they disagree with the DA, the ANC, the EFF, and so-and-so, so-and-so, but they like this party, like the Christian party or maybe the... Uh, the smaller party has got one seat in Parliament. Now tell me something. I would like to ask, what chance has anybody, especially an independent candidate, or anybody has got one seat in Parliament? What authority, what clout has that party got? Because even a DA and, uh, and, uh, and the EFF at the moment are biggest parties, have got no say in Parliament. They get voted against and they get voted out whatever um, law they want to bring in. The ANC just votes them out. So I reckon we've got a big, big problem in this country with 200 and odd parties and, and this and that and that. If we had two or three parties in this country and we elect our president, um, the one to stand for, for the party, that will be a big difference, like the rest of the world. But we've got so many, many parties. That's why people lay in the bed, uh, enjoy it all. They say, no, man, I don't like the ANC. I don't like the EFF. I don't like the DA. But what's a bloody use? My little party that I do like stands no chance. Thank you, Beth. Thank you so much, Colin. That is very interesting.
uh, Kanya? Um, so the thing about voting and electing our public representatives is that we need to look at it as a hiring and firing process. If we're able to vote you in, it means that we are hiring you and we, we then have to be able to have the ability to vote you out. And so if that means then we need to change the way that electorally things work in South Africa, then that needs to be a conversation that we need to have. So currently, um, there's something called the Electoral Amendment Bill. And the Electoral Amendment Bill will change the way that we vote in South Africa. And part of the, part of the bill speaks about the fact that we are unable to then pick our own representatives because South Africa currently operates on a closed list system. So if the citizens of this country then want an open list system, we need to then all participate so that we can be able to change that system. So there are ways in which you can participate in lawmaking and bill-making in South Africa. Um, the last time I checked, you could actually go sit in um, in Parliament and make suggestions when um, the, the members of Parliament are discussing the laws. So I think that it's, it's, it's not good enough for us as a country to then sit and say, oh, but this person is not good enough. We're all just pointing fingers, but nobody is standing up to actually do something about it. And the longer we watch um, our beautiful country, um, might not be the same in the next couple of years. So I think as despondent as some people are, as discouraged as some people are, and all of these are, are valid considering um, the state of South Africa right now, but I think that still shouldn't stop us for fighting for the country that we deserve. I mean, I think of pre-1994, what would have happened if all our liberation movements had stopped fighting for the kind of South Africa that they want? It didn't happen overnight. It's not going to happen in 2024, but it's going to need us all to then collaborate and make it a continuous effort to finally get the country that we all deserve. I think we owe ourselves a, a, a better country and we owe it to the future generations. You know, I always say that the youth is no longer the future, but we are the present. And then our kids are, are then the future of this country. And so we need to really think about the kind of country that we want to live, leave behind for our kids. I just, I just hope that, you know, the youth is listening and um, we have so many universities. By now we should have, you know, it should be so loud, uh, not specifically to say vote for this particular party, but, you know, the youth should be so loud to say we are going to the polls and there are me meetings where, you know, they teach, you know, their teachings of how you go to the polls, how you vote, because it's just like we are all just plodding along and hoping 2024 is going to come. Then you wake up and then you think, OK, fine. Am I going to the polls? Am I not? Do we even? know that you've got to register before you go to the polls I, I i for some strange reason from where i'm standing and i stand to be corrected i don't i don't hear that thunder i don't hear that noise from the youth the last time i think we got a bit of noise from the youth was like you're saying you know 1994 and then i think it just started dwindling and dwindling and dwindling and it's just become silent. But it will be interesting. Uh, maybe we, we can have your, what you call it, where we can find you, where you can leave us. I mean, where if somebody's listening to this conversation, they're able to communicate with you and find means and ways to create that thunder that we need to hear from our youth. Um, so, um, people are able to reach us via the Ravonia Circle page. We are available on Twitter, Instagram, as well as TikTok. Um, I think just, it's very important for us to participate. There's no other way that we are going to change this country. So having 
um, interacting with other young people um, on the African continent, I've got to learn that it's really possible for us as young people to change things around. Um, in July, I met somebody who started what they call the Youth for Parliament movement in Zambia. And basically what they wanted to do is to train young people to run for parliament. And over the years, it started as a grassroots movement, but now they actually have young people who are elected into office. And in South Africa as well, there's programs that are run by an organization called Future Elect, where young people are trained from the back end to the front end of politics. And so there are plenty of opportunities out there and the youth needs to talk about it. But I think one of our biggest challenges around the noise about election is the fact that the budget of the IEC has been cut. So I think it would have been easier for people to have a noise and make a noise about the elections if the IEC had the budget to do the civic conversations, to do the voter registration weekends. So that also limits the amount of noise that we can make. But I think personally and, and as individuals who care about this country, we then need to take it upon ourselves with the platforms that we have, the connections that we have, the circles that we are in. Let's talk about the elections. Let's make it a noise. Let's try by all means. Because when we have budget cuts, people aren't able to then fulfill the mandate of um, getting people to register to vote. Kanya, thank you so much for joining us on The Chill Zone. And let's hope, you know, people like yourself keep making the noise. And at some point, some action will be taken. Thank you so much for joining us. That's Kanya Burns Ngamashe, Programs Coordinator, Rivonia Circle, uh, sharing her insight and trying to encourage as much as we can that, you know, the youth ought to go to the polls. And it's and I like the way, you know, she's put it to say it's like employing you the youth you are the employer you are looking for people to sit in office to serve you and you have all the right to make the right decision and if you're complacent and you do not make that move trust me somebody else will make that decision for you and it won't be a pretty picture so just go do the right thing go and vote